0: The
1: radical, fundamental principles of freedom, rational self-interest, and individual rights. This is the Euron Brook Show. All right, everyone, welcome to Euron Brook Show on this uh, Thursday night, 10th of February. Hope everybody has having a. Uh, fantastic week and uh, you're all ready for a wonderful weekend coming up uh, starting tomorrow starting tomorrow is it black friday tomorrow i don't know what do you mean by black friday why is it black friday tomorrow he's being pessimistic i guess on an optimism show <laughs> all right today we're going to talk about how to be optimistic um, i'll tell you why in a minute uh, and, um, you know, we'll get back to kind of newsy stuff over the weekend. Uh, and I've got a couple of, I've got one sponsored show that I have to catch up with. So we'll try to do that on the weekend. So Adam, if you're listening to this yeah, have not forgotten about it. I'm still trying to figure out, um, exactly how to do it, but, uh, we will have, uh, we'll have a show. I am participating this weekend um, in a, at a conference, uh, I'm, I'm on live. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to share the link with you guys. Um, I'll, I'll put it in the chat. I'll, I'll I'll put it underneath, I guess, as well. Uh, but I am uh, it's a conference that is uh, virtual, so uh, I'll be giving a talk on capitalism. And I'll be on some kind of panel debate about sex, which should be a lot of fun and and interesting. So uh, let me see, let me see, let me see uh, if I can find it, um, and I will uh, I will get the link for you. Oh, it's I know it's it's his name is Ben. The guy who sent me the email is Ben. Um, so I'm, I'm actually, Ben Oswald, there he is. So uh, it's called, um, it's called Winter Revel and it's how the light gets in, how the light gets in org, And this is their winter festival and I'll be speaking with, uh, there'll be a bunch of pretty famous people on different panels uh, all over the day. Uh, and, and again, the, the, the two big issues that we're going to be talking about, or I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to give a talk on capitalism. What is it? And is it moral? And I'm going to be on this panel talking about, I guess, the sex crisis, white people are not having as much sex as they used to. And is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Uh, and you know, what to make of it in the spring, I'll actually be attending uh, a festival that these people put on every spring. It's in Wales. Hay, uh, it's in Hay, uh, something, Hay on something. Hay on the Y, I think, in Wales. And it, that festival will include, um, I don't know if I'm going to be debating here, but it'll include Zizek. it includes include, um, uh, you know, Chomsky's being there. Uh, this thing on Saturday includes Eric Weinstein, so it's it's a it's a big deal uh, you know it's it's the top people the festival is called the one in in way in why on the way or something like that uh why on the why um, is uh, it's called a philosophy and music festival philosophy and music festival not a book festival hey on the why thank you hey on the why apollo says hey on the why in wales and it's called the the biggest philosophy and music festival in the world. I suspect it might be the only philosophy and music festival in the world. So uh, it's um, it's not the book festival. The book festival is a different festival at Hay on the Y. This is the philosophy and music festival. So I will be there in uh, in June when they do that festival. I'm not sure what I'm going to be talking about there yet, uh, what panels they'll have me on. I'm, I'm really hoping... They put me on a panel with Zizek. That that would be that would be a lot of fun. So uh, that's uh, that's part of my goal. Anyway, you can find out information at howthelightgetsin.org. dot uh, org. It's the Winter Festival. You can sign up. It'll be it'll be on um, it'll be on uh, this Saturday. This Saturday. Remember, it's London time, so I'll be on pretty early uh, US time, uh, at least for my talk and then I think the panel is uh is indeed uh later in the day so uh that's you know part of what I do on Saturday I will also be doing a show on Saturday probably at 8 uh, at 7 p.m eastern time on Saturday and then Sunday will be at 3 p.m or 2 p.m sorry 2 p.m eastern time I keep thinking Puerto Rican time uh so um I'm not going to debate Chomsky don't worry that won't happen uh and I don't think he's coming but uh yeah, hopefully you guys can sign up uh, If you sign up, let them know you signed up because of me It probably costs money uh, That way they'll have an incentive to invite me back more times Right? But I'm trying to bring objectivism and individual rights to the whole world Including, including Wales Including Wales They need it in Wales just like they need it everywhere uh, Everywhere in the world All right Um uh, we are, thank you anonymous user for the support who get, uh, Daniel has already given some money, and then we've got some uh, questions from Brian and Michael. So please note um, that please note that um, you can ask questions. Uh, you can ask questions and you can support the show at the same time. You can do it all together. And you can do that by using the Super Chat feature that YouTube provides. It's a fantastic feature. Um, it's There's a button at the bottom there. You can ask questions about anything, although priority will be given to questions related to the topic of the show. And a priority will be given to questions uh, that uh, associate $20 or more, uh, or, or related $20 or more. So, I, you know, I was struggling to figure out what I would do the show on today. And... Um, I was going to do it, I was going to do it on, let me take these off, I was going to do it on a follow-up to the show last time about the truckers, and to, you know, and I, you know, I, I, I've lost a bunch of uh, Twitter subscribers because people are upset at what I did, because what I also did on Twitter, is I put up some quotes of Ayn Rand where she expresses her disdain for protests, uh, and, and how she thinks protests are wrong. Uh, and and people were pretty upset, and uh, but they and and they raised a number of issues, uh, and I was going to cover those issues. They raised the issue of, well, we live under dictatorship, so this is a revolution. What else can you do in a dictatorship but protest? Uh, isn't it the same as the founding Fathers or the Tea Party? I addressed the Tea Party and the Funny Fathers on the show, but but still, there's a lot more to say. Um, and uh, you know, and of course, the situation in Canada is escalating and. Now there's a convoy of trucks in the United States. And all of this is happening while state after state after state are eliminating mandates. Uh, and the federal government has really no or very little mandates. Suddenly, the the vaccine mandate uh, was ruled unconstitutional and, and doesn't apply. Uh, so, uh, you know, this trucker thing is big and it's big news. And, I, you know, I was going to talk about it again. And then I thought, God, I'm so sick of it. And... Uh, you know for whatever reason people don't get what i'm trying to say about it i'll have to return to the topic anyway but it's just not again um it's just too depressing and and it's not that the situation is depressing although it is too but it's it's my inability to persuade and and articulate why this is different than the american revolution although it strikes me as pretty clear why it is. but uh, Or that I don't think we live on a dictatorship. And that if you call Justin Trudeau a dictator, then it empties the meaning of the word. I mean, is there a difference between Justin Trudeau and Putin? Yeah, I think so. Uh, is there a difference between Justin Trudeau and Hitler? Yeah, I think so. Even between Biden and Putin and Biden and Trudeau. Um. So yeah, and there's a lot of political games going on. And Trudeau wants to make it worse and, you know, and, and the same thing will happen in the U.S. And it's just, but it's just, it's, it's, there no, there are no absolute good guys in the story. There's there's nobody actually who, who represents the good. So uh, I continue. No, it's exactly the same webcam. People are asking about the webcam. It's exactly the same webcam. It's just, I changed the setting a little bit to make the background more fuzzy. Um, I don't know if you like this more. I, I, I kind of, I don't like it particularly because like there's a sculpture there, and you, you, you know, don't don't you want to see it? And it's kind of fuzzy. But uh, I did it for like my business meetings. I made it more fuzzy, and then I forgot to reset it uh, for this meeting to be less fuzzy. But it seems like you guys like it more fuzzy. So I don't know. It, you know, part of part of this issue of what I like versus what everybody else likes. Anyway, so I was thinking about how uh, awful things are in the world right now. And, you know, and I could go on and on about how awful things. That's an easy show for me to do. It's like I should just title a show, How Bad Things Are in the World Right Now. Uh, and the fact that there's not a single politician in the entire universe that I have any respect for right now, not one. I mean, uh, Adam, you know, uh, hang out the other day, he brought up this politician in Taiwan that he respects. But you have to go all the way to Taiwan to find one and, and, but it's not just that I don't respect them. I despise them. I mean, every single one of them, I despise. I despise Biden and Trudeau and Trump and every, and McConnell and, 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 and Schumer and every single one of them. So all it's, you know, the world just, it it seems like, and then you've got Putin, you've got war in Ukraine. Well, I don't think there will be a war, but everybody is drumming the drums and scaring the bejesus out of us and all of this. And I was getting pretty depressed, and I was depressing myself. And on top of that, uh, you know, uh, I'll share this with you. On top of that, somebody very close to me, um, actually uh, who's very young as well, um, was just, uh, just had a, a, a relapse of her cancer. Um, and, and she's been shuffled off the hospital and blood infusions and all this. I mean, that, you know, so it was, it's just been a depressing week just thinking about all this stuff and trying to think about the show with all of this going on in the background and everything. And I said, all right, I need to do a show to get myself out of this <laughs> uh, depressing situation, right? Uh, and if I well, let's do a show about can you still be, you know, optimistic in spite of all of this? Because I'm not going to tell you that the world of politics is good I might be able to tell you some glimpses of hope in the political world but I'm not going to tell you things are good because they're not um, I'm not going to tell you we live in a, in a great culture because we don't I'm not going to tell you that politically and culturally and 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 uh, philosophically uh, you know things are going to turn around any minute now and things are going to become much better Um. I don't watch television, so one of Freeman turning off my television would not help. Um, so I figured, so, you know, how do you, how do you think optimistically about the future? And I think you have to, and I'll, I'll get to that. I think it's a requirement of, of sanity and a requirement of psychological health to find ways in which to be positive about the future that are not fantasy, that are not delusional, that are not faking reality because we know that the one thing that is destructive to your
0: life is- lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little, actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary Avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus
1: it's the fake reality it's the it's the abandoned reason so how do you stay optimistic and positive and, and oriented towards the future in spite of all the, the bad stuff that's happening, in spite of all the, the, the crap that is going on in the world and sometimes in your personal life, sometimes around you? How do you still keep that orientation and, that's, and, and how to do it? And that's what I want to talk about today. And as I said, partially to get me in that state of mind, by trying to get you in that state of mind. Um, I have a second uh, ulterior motive to this is that I've been asked to give a talk at OCON, the objectivist conference uh, in um, in Washington, D.C., in the summer, in July. And um, they want me to talk about why I'm still optimistic, uh, assuming I am. So, uh, so, again, this is kind of prep for that, if you will, or to get a few thoughts down, while I think through how to do a formal talk about it uh uh for the conference so um so that's my motivation I, you know and and uh I don't know if that's motivating for you, but that's my motivation to do this topic today i was i I was sick and tired of kind of the the, the 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 looking at the news and looking for topics because they just all were too frigging depressing right um so and yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, Wanda Freeman says action brings relief. Creating something good, yes, and it's part of this, right? This is action. This is me talking about good stuff, and we'll talk about good stuff, and that'll get things uh, that'll get things going. And and let me start by just giving you a report on the fact that uh, you know we're now at almost a thirty-one thousand subscribers. That is, we're we're clicking at a rate of of, uh, of about a hundred subscribers. A day yesterday was a little below 100. I think today was a little above 100. Um, It really depends on these one-minute videos. They are driving everything right now. Uh, And and the one-minute videos have cycles to them. So one takes off, and then it kind of diminishes. And as it diminishes, another one takes off, and it kind of diminishes. We've got now the third one taking off. Some of them take off big. Some of them take off just a little bit. This one, again, is taking off big. I'm releasing uh, about one every two days. I've I've got basically uh, enough of these one-minute videos to go through the end of uh, February. So uh, for now, and and I'm sure that uh, Action Jackson will be producing more. But the idea is to to put one up, uh, you know, three times a week and to let them play out, right? They start off slow and then they slowly pick up and then something happens and they kind of go viral, and they go, uh, they go way up. And, uh, you know, while the number of subscribers does not match the number of likes and does not match the number of views, it's still significant. And subscribers means they're going to get announcements of live shows. They're going to be uh, engaged. Hopefully, they'll get engaged. Hopefully, they'll watch some more content. Some of them will drop off. Some of them will, will lose interest. But hopefully, many of them will stay on. I've already seen some comments of people saying, hey, I discovered your channel because of the one-minute videos. And here I am watching the longer content. So uh, I'm excited. This is uh, definitely an area of uh, a positive stuff. Uh, it, it, it shows, and this is, a, I think, a good lesson business-wise and, and generally in life, I think this is an important lesson. And that is got to keep trying stuff. Or you got to hire people who keep trying stuff. In this case, hire Action Jackson to keep trying stuff. But you got to keep trying stuff. And you never really know which of the stuff is going to be the thing that takes off? It, 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 it's almost impossible to predict those kind of things, right? Um, and, uh, you've got to go out there and just try and try and try and fail and fail and fail because most things don't take off. Most things are not super successful. Um, but if you have the mentality of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep trying, and I'm not going to let failure uh, uh, detract, and I'm going to learn from the failure to do it better next time than to succeed. So again, we're still relatively small at 31,000. But, uh, you know, at this rate, at 100 a, 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 a day, if we can keep it up for a while, you know, 50,000 is in the scope. It's It's in... It, it's out there. It's a potential. It's a possibility. So um, that's the big goal now. It's 50,000. Anything you guys can do to help, please help. Uh, get your friends to subscribe. Uh, share content. Uh, share the one-minute videos. Share the three-minute videos. Share the five-minute videos. You know, we, we produce videos of our length. Get the word out there. Let's get this going. Thank you for all of you who've commented positively on the growth in subscribers, uh, I'm definitely, uh, definitely excited about that. We've got Applejack815 here from Nebraska. That's, uh, that's very cool. Um, we, we got people here from all over the world, as usual, although I haven't seen Taisy in a while. Maybe, maybe, maybe I said something, or maybe it's just too late, too late at night. Um, or maybe she got COVID a third time. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. She's already had a choice. Uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, we'd get to 60,000, we kept at 100 a, a, a day, but let's, let's target 50,000 for the year. That's a little less than 100 a day, um, but uh, we'll see if it's doable. It'll be really, really interesting to see if the interest in the one-minute videos sustains, accelerates, goes down. I, I, I don't know. We're, we're way off the peak, right? The peak was, week was a few days ago, the peak was February 3rd, so way off the peak, but we're sustaining very high levels of viewership. So uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what we can do. Um, who's Chris Hedges? I don't know who Chris Hedges is, Daniel. Do you mean Christopher Hidgens, or I don't know who Chris Hedges, Hedges is. All right, so let's start with why be optimistic. Why it's important. And, and here I want to... I, I don't mean by optimistic, being Pollyannish, I don't mean by optimistic, massaging the facts of reality to be somehow positive. I don't mean optimistic by being delusion, delusional. I mean by optimistic as having a basic positive view of the future, based on rational facts, based on reality. And I can certainly see circumstances which you can't be optimistic. Just Things are so bad that optimism is impossible. But why is it important to live for a healthy life to be optimistic or to live in an environment, to live in a world where you can be optimistic? And I'll make the case that we could still be optimistic in this world. Because life entails action. And life entails action into the future. Indeed, we live in the present, but we're constantly moving towards a future and creating a future. We're constantly thinking about the future, planning for the future, and acting now for the future. And it is impossible, impossible to act into the future and to be successful in acting into the future and to be energized about acting into the future and to be committed To the future, if you think the future is bleak and horrible and depressing and nothing can be achieved and uh, your life is just one long, miserable. I mean, what's the point? How can one plan? Uh, For what horizon? If failure is the name of the game, then why plan? Why think about the future? Why plan for the future? Why live? And it's impossible to be happy. So, to be happy, to be successful, one needs an attitude that is based on reason, on fact, on reality, but an attitude that says, I can't achieve in the future. I can't succeed. My actions will bring, or at least with a high probability, bring positive outcome. This is not futile what I'm doing. What I'm doing is going to lead to something better, to achieving my values. I mean, pessimism is the attitude of my values are unachievable. It's not possible. Optimism is the attitude that says my Values are achievable. I can achieve them. They can be gotten. I will not give up and I will fight for them. Because in this world, with all its problems, I can still achieve my values, at least some of them, if not all of them. And that is a necessary attitude, it's a necessary frame of mind. To be successful at life, it's a necessary frame of mind to go after a new job, to pursue a new career, to pursue an existing career, to pursue a raise, to pursue a promotion, to study a new area, to go into a new field. It's a necessary condition to try dating, to go after a relationship, friendship, love. If you are convinced that it will fail you will not try. If you're convinced that you're going to fail, you're not going to succeed. What's the point of planning? What's the point in thinking? What's the point in acting? So to act into the future requires a belief, again, based on facts, based on reality, that achievement can be achieved. Values can be attained. It's that positive view about life, about values. Needs to be there. Otherwise, you're paralyzed. You're paralyzed either into hedonism or into just passivity. Uh, and and then, you know, pessimism is to a large extent a self fulfilling prophecy. Because when you stop believing in the future, when you stop believing in your ability to attain values, when you stop believing in your efficaciousness in the world, or that the world is open to you. Then you stop acting. Then you stop making those things happen. And then then all of that negativity is exactly what happens out of default. The default when you don't act is failure. Inaction is failure. So a positive sense about the future at least in important realms in your life, is crucial if you want to live a successful, happy life. And, of course, that positive sense about the future has to be, or optimally is, related to the values that are most important to you, to the things that you care about most, to the things that advance your life most. If, yes, you can be successful in the minor stuff in life, but the important stuff in life you're an absolute failure at, then it's very hard. It's very hard to actually um, keep that motivation and keep that drive and keep that positivity. I so once, you want to make it in the important aspects of life, and what are the important aspects of life? What are the parts of life that are most important? to the achievement of happiness? What are the parts in life which, which are most significant uh, to, to, to all of us uh, as individuals that, that make our lot better, that, that we want to be successful in, and that if we are, we'll have the biggest impact on our lives. And if we're not, we'll have the biggest impact on our lives.
0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Well, what are they? What are those areas in life? Well, Alan says relationships. Absolutely, relationships. Right? Your friendships. Your romantic relationships. Your family. These are... Hugely important. And and you want to have healthy relationships there. You want to build those relationships. You want to act towards that. And you, in that context, you want to make sure that you act in ways that promote a good relationship into the future. You can't control them. Sometimes a good relationship turns into a horrible relationship. Somebody, somebody, sometimes somebody you're close to will stab you in the back. But if you let that destroy your capacity to plan for the future, to act towards good relationships, then you've given up on this crucial, important value that you have that is necessary for you to have a happy life, a successful life. See, to have that successful life, you have to be able to project into the future and you have to act towards it. And if you give up, you can't have that. You won't gain that value. Adam says, finding a purpose and being productive. Yeah, having a, having a career. I mean, career is crucially important in your life. And you want to develop a positive attitude towards your career. If your career is, and I've said this many times in the show, if your career is no good, if it's a dead end, if you're struggling, if you don't like it, if you're not enjoying it, you don't see a future in it, if you cannot be optimistic about your career where you are right now, then do something about it. Because it's crucial that you have a positive view of your career. It's crucial that you're ready to act to make your career better, You act to make your life in this realm better, that you act to do well, to succeed. And it's not completely in your control, not relationships and not a career. But in most both cases, it's mostly in your control. You get to decide who you have a relationship with or not. You get to decide who to get close to or not You get to decide Whether you're going to initiate Whether you're going to seek out relationships Where you're going to find friends where you get, or, or whether you're going to be passive about it This is something that's very much In your control Make it happen Make it good Again you're going to fail We all fail Failure is part of trying Failure is part of living it's what you do with that failure, what you learn from that failure, and whether you're willing to get up and try again and try again and try again. And the same with a career. Not the first career you choose won't necessarily be the one that you stick with. You might have to change. You don't have to try, but it's in your control. Yes, you might have a lousy boss. You might have a lousy company. They might lay you off for no reason. Lots of things might happen. But at the end of the day, your career is in your control, particularly in a job market like today, where there's a huge shortage of good people. So be courageous, be brave, be willing to change. You want to be in a place in your life where your career, which is under your control, is something you're positive about. You're, ima- you, you're, you're living for an ever better future career-wise. So you got relationships, you got career. I don't know. What else What else is important? What is, is crucial to your life, to your happiness, to your success? Let's see. Um, yeah, what you do for a living, we just talked about. Um, yeah, have a reason why you want to live. Yeah, but a lot of that has to do with having a purpose, having a career, and, 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 and being able to being able to have that positive view of the future. But what else is important to you guys? Relationships, yeah. Career, anything else? Well, art, Jennifer says art, absolutely. Art is a huge value in life. Hobbies is a huge value in life. Now, who controls the art that you get to experience? You do. So make it a positive experience. Figure out what you like, Figure out what you don't. Expose yourself to more and more of what you like. Give yourself that energy, that satisfaction, that pleasure, that enjoyment that comes from experiencing art. But you are in control of it, nobody else. Therefore, you can create a positive future. Save up money to buy a beautiful sculpture like that one, save up money to buy a beautiful painting save up money to go to a concert, to go to a museum, to go on a trip. So art is in your control. You can be optimistic about art because there's plenty of good art out there. And it's under your control whether you choose it or not. Nobody can take it away from you. With the internet, there's an endless amount of good art. Endless amount of good art. Pleasure. Stephen says pleasure. Yeah, I mean, uh, all kinds of pleasures. Whether it's pleasure you get from art, whether it's pleasure you get from sex, whether it's pleasure you get from great conversation, whether it's pleasure you get from listening to your own book show, whether it's pleasure you get from A good massage. Again, under your control. You get to set the terms. And there's no reason to be pessimistic about it. You can create a world. You can create your life to have pleasure in it. Ryan says a sense of accomplishment. I mean, that comes primarily from work. Again, go do it get it, get it done, achieve it had a plan, be optimistic about it, you can't accomplish stuff as long as you set your goals appropriately and if you can't accomplish things here, go somewhere else, move take control over your accomplishments when a female says health, Lori says health, yeah again this is not a passive activity find a good doctor get a Get a overall evaluation, change your diet, exercise, study, figure out what's healthy or not. Now, accidents will happen, like this five-year-old girl getting cancer, which is... But even there, I mean, there's nothing good about this, but medicine has advanced so much. That The chances of her surviving are very, very good. The doctors, there are amazing doctors out there. There's amazing technology out there. There are amazing drugs out there. We live in a world in which many of the diseases one gets can be cured, can be dealt with as hard as it is, as, as difficult as it is. What used to be death sentences Are no longer But again You have to act You have to do it All right Others say uh, 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 Yes says Health relationships Career Financial stability And personal Hobbies Learning Volunteer if you like Etc You didn't have art Art should definitely be In your big five Uh, And financial stability Is really linked to your career Uh, I guess you could separate them out. But again, all in your control. Now notice, uh, you know, somebody says a dog, good meal, cats and rabbits, goldfish, hamsters, not sure what any of that has to do with anything, possums. Um, Yeah, having a pet, that's good. Note that all the values that we have talked about so far, that a really necessary for happiness, for flourishing, for being successful as a human being. They're all values that are in your control. They're all values that no matter what happens in Washington, D.C., up to a point, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, up to a point, no matter what the truckers do or don't do, no matter what Trudeau does or doesn't do, up to a point, All of those are achievable, or at least in different scenarios, many of them are achievable. In spite of the crummy, horrible, disgusting state of the world. I mean, all of that is to illustrate that if you focus on the things that matter to you, on the personal values that are important to you, on your relationships, on your career, on art that you love, on your pets, on your, I don't know, whatever, you will achieve success and you can be optimistic because in every one of those realms, you get to control it. You get to control it. Now, it is true that things could get a lot worse. Under dictatorship, a lot of the things that we can control now, we can't control under dictatorship. Many of the things that we take for granted today disappear and go away. All of that is true. And it's why you should care about politics and you shouldn't just ignore it. But it's also true that we don't live in a dictatorship. In spite of COVID lockdowns. We don't live in a dictatorship Yet We're unlikely to live in a dictatorship Anytime really soon And That there's very little you as an individual can do To prevent Whatever catastrophic dictatorship Is coming down I mean not to say you shouldn't do anything So why am I optimistic How do I stay optimistic Because I'm focused on the values that are important to me. I'm focused on achieving the things that make my life good. that make my life happy. That make my life fulfilling. And I don't let the things I don't have control over, I don't let the macro political situation as bad and as dark and as bleak as it is get me down. Too much. <laughs> One of the says, "You don't visit Russia." I've visited Russia. Russia's bleak. <laughs> Russia's not my favorite place. Indeed, of all the places I've visited in the world, Russia's maybe among my least favorite places because it's bleak. Partially, it's the weather. Partially, it's the people. Although there are some wonderful Russians, but in Russia, and and it's just an atmosphere of bleakness and of oppression. But most of us don't live in Russia. And if you live in Russia, get out. Again, something you can control. It's not the Soviet Union. You don't have to risk your life and and, and climb a wall and get shot at in order to leave.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Take control over your life. That is the source of optimism. If you know your life is in your control, If you know your career is in your control, the art that you experience is in your control, the place that you live is in your control, the relationships you have are in your control. That is, the most important values in your life are in your control. And you are rational and confident and have some self-esteem, then how can you not be optimistic about your life? Maybe not about the world, maybe not about three generations from now, but what really matters is your optimism about you, about your life, about where you're going, where you're heading, about your ability to achieve your values. And when you look out into the world, what do we actually see? Yes, we see a lot of corrupt politicians. Yes, we see a lot of people with rotten philosophy. Yes, we see an endless number of people who just don't get it. Don't get it. But what do we also see? What do we also see? We see people working hard. We see people achieving great things. I mean, I just read... Uh, this afternoon uh, that, uh, I think it was yesterday actually, that uh, 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 some company or some place has managed to achieve very high temperatures through fusion. So, you know, it might be possible to generate power from fusion, from, which is a massive breakthrough. Because from my understanding, limited as it is, that would provide all the benefits of nuclear power without the supposed risks. Or I read today that a number of companies, not just one, I read a number of stories about different companies that are creating products that make it possible for people who have lost the ability to use a limb by stimulating and by using AI, not exactly how, but big programs, powerful computers sophisticated algorithms to allow them to walk to allow them to move now that's amazing stunning technology I mean people are achieving great things all the time around us we just have to look to find them and not focus on the BS but focus on their achievement. There are heroes out there every day going to work, using their minds. Human reason is on display every day, building things and creating things. Yeah, Jennifer, bionic legs and bionic arms. And yeah, it was ITER in France that demonstrated the fusion fusion reactor. But like, uh, uh, huge amounts of money have recently been raised to fund startups. Uh, infusion. Right. None of the problems that exist out there cannot be solved by human reason. And human reason is on display every day if you read the science section or the, or the technology section of your newspaper instead of the politics and economics section. I mean, it's amazing to me that in spite of the high taxes and all the regulations and all the controls and the FDA and all the BS, people are still inventing new drugs. And uh, I know evil drug companies, sorry, a bad example. Um, inventing new drugs, curing new diseases. We're on the verge of having gene therapy for a bunch of different things. I mean, the potential for gene therapy. And, and, and what they've done is just astounding. And these are heroes, and we need to think about them. This is something happening in the world around us that's not in our control, but it's happening, and it's a good thing. I don't know if you saw the boom. The supersonic aircraft has now got a new facility in Colorado. Colorado? No, not Colorado. Where was it? It's at the airport somewhere. They got an airport in North Carolina. North Carolina, sorry. In North Carolina. They basically got an airport. They're going to take off. The the plane is going to take off. So there is. Okay, Justin says it was jet in UK, not ITER in France. Anyway, the point is somebody did it. (laughs) It's pretty cool. And North Carolina is going to have supersonic jets soon. Flying out of one of the airports. And there is massive achievement and progress and and great things are happening in the world out there in spite of everything. So, again, reason to be optimistic. In spite of all the challenges, in spite of all the problems, human progress continues. You know, there's a whole progress movement now. There's a movement pro-progress. Now, it's, it's, it's a little funny in the sense that you wouldn't think you need a progress movement. Everybody should be pro-progress. And in the world we live in today, where progress is challenged politically by both political parties, by people on both sides, it's good to have a progress movement. People committed to fighting for human progress, for technological, economic progress. That's a reason to be optimistic. We're not alone. And progress is being achieved. Maybe not as much as I'd like. It sure beats the opposite. She beats the alternative. And then when it comes to politics, and I'll, you know, yes, it is depressing. But you know, the one positive aspect of the trucker thing is. People are waking up to the oppression that was inflicted on them during COVID. You know, a study just came out recently that said that the lockdowns maybe saved a half, a, would have, you know, saved a half a percent. Whoops. I hear noises. Maybe we would have said a half a percent. So insignificant. At a huge cost. People are realizing wait a minute, this was all done wrong. State after state after state are now dropping their mask mandates. Country after country after country in Europe are dropping all mandates, are dropping all requirements, just returning to normal. Even as power lusting as our politicians are, even as um, uh, European, I don't know, uh, 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 power lusters are, Rubbing their hands with a great reset, even as all that is happening. People are realizing that they don't like it and they don't want it. And as much as I don't like truckers blocking the roads, the fact that people have woken up and said, enough's enough, I'm not willing to put up with this anymore, is generally a good sign, even if they don't know what to do with that thought, that emotion, that. Feeling. So, people are waking up to the fact that this is unacceptable, even if they don't know what is. And politically, one thing we know, and economically one thing we know, we know statism doesn't work. If by work, what we mean is a healthy, positive, good economy environment, environment not in the nature sense, but just the environment, world and, and you can see it. You know, the government has done crazy things over the last few years. We've got inflation. People don't like inflation. Politicians are afraid of inflation. Something's going to get done about inflation. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on politicians not to spend more money. So, you know, for every reaction, there's a something... And one thing we know is that the socialists, the fascists, the statists, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, and you could sit in the darkest times in in, in the 70s and you couldn't imagine that Thatcher and Reagan were coming. That there would be a cultural shift towards more freedom. And I can't see it now. I can't see that culture shift. I don't know that it's going to happen. But I don't know that it's not. And I'm not 100% certain it's not. So as the status policies collapse, as stagflation sets in, you saw this inflation numbers today, 7.5%, highest since 1982, I think. And it's not transitory. And it's not just goods. It's also services now starting to tick up. It's handing out checks to people and preventing people from going to work and producing things generates inflation. What a shocker. So there'll be some correction. So even when it comes to the politics and economics, it's hard to tell over what frame, time frame, there will be a correction. Things will not continue to get bad forever. And I don't know where it ends. It ends at the dictatorship. And then you get something better or it ends just with a swing to the right or not to the right, a swing to individual rights, to individualism. Hard to tell. I know the show is growing slowly, but growing. I know that objectivism generally is growing. I know that there's more content in objectivism today more people producing stuff, more people online, more people doing stuff than ever before, more people speaking up. And yeah, I don't agree with all of them about everything, but that's okay. That means we're growing. That means there are a lot of voices. It would be pretty shocking if every objectivist voice agreed with every other objectivist voice, used the same words, and said exactly the same thing. Then we know we were in a cult but we don't agree. And sometimes we'll even not talk to one another. Sometimes we'll even condemn one another. That's fine. That's a growing movement. That's lots of voices. That's voices disagreeing, voices not liking each other. That's fine. But this movement is growing. This movement is growing. And ultimately, the truth wins out. Yeah, one of says that my favorite political thing will happen in 2022. We're going to get a Republican Congress and a Democratic president. It sounds like the recipe for cutting spending. Only time government holds the line on spending is when you have a Republican House or Senate And a democratic president. So. And it's not going to be speed up. You know. You you can try speeding it up. You can try slowing it down. You don't have much control over it. We spend too much time worrying about it. Do what we can. And focus your efforts. On the things you control. And the life you lead. And be positive about it. Because otherwise. You won't achieve anything.
0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The values that
1: you control are the values that really matter. The values that you control are the values that really will shape your life and determine whether you're a happy person or not. Whether you flourish or not. That's where your effort should be. That's where your focus should be. Whoops. Electricity just went out and came back on. I don't think I lost you. I don't think the internet went. I've got everything on battery backup, so the battery kicked in. We're running on battery power right now. I think the generator of the building kicked in, so I think we're fine. But politics will be what politics is, and we'll keep chipping away at it. We'll keep chipping at the culture. Because it's ideas first, culture second, politics third. And optimism is about living, living your life to the best of your ability on this earth, pursuing your values, the values that you deem necessary for your flourishing and for your happiness based on your mind. And most of those are in your control, so go out and do it. You have no excuses. You have no reason not to pursue it. You have no reason not to be optimistic. In spite of Of all the darkness around you. All right, so that is my case for optimism. Why you should be optimistic? You should be optimistic because you still control your life. Because you still have enough freedom in this world. You still have enough freedom in this world to live a good life, to pursue the values, and to pursue your values. Lester Libby says the biography by Isaacson of Jennifer Doudna is a great read. Yeah, I recommended it. It is a fabulous read. And again, it'll inspire you. There are good people out there. They might not agree with you in politics, but there are good people out there changing the world and making your life better, making your life better. Daniel says, out of the hurricane zone in Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico is right smack in the middle of the hurricane zone. How can it be out of the hurricane zone? But there are no hurricanes now, although last week there was more rain came down in San Juan, where I live, than they've ever seen, even more rain than they've seen in a hurricane. It was unbelievable the amount of rain. There were flooding and everything everywhere. Um, All right. Uh, We, uh, again, we don't have Catherine again today. I don't know what's going on. We're, we're, we don't have anybody to count up the dollars and tell us where we are. I saw somebody was doing a, I guess we're at around $200, maybe $220, maybe. Is that right? We're about 200, 220 So we're way off, way off from of our goal. I, if you value these, uh, Iran's Rules for Life, be optimistic, then please show your support by uh, using the Super Chat. Uh, these shows are sponsored. So somebody values them enough, so I will keep doing them because they do, they do have a sponsor. Uh, and, um, but um, it would be also good to get feedback from you that you guys value it as well. You get valued as well, and that the best way to do that is through the Super Chat uh, while we do that. So let's, let's uh, take on some questions. I saw there was a $50 question here. Uh, yeah, by Adam Campbell. A silver silver lining of so much despair in the world is perhaps more people will now be in search of a new moral compass. Thank you for being a consistent presence uh, for people to find objectives and fill that void. uh, Thank you, Adam. Uh, Yeah, I think that's right. I think in times of despair, in times of crisis, people do look. And I think now more than ever, it's important for us to be a voice, to be out there, to be present, to be articulating the case um, and 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 to be engaged, right? To be engaged. And uh, I'm encouraged by the fact, I mean, look at how much, what is it, uh, I Man Center UK is doing. I mean, they have, what, four YouTube shows going on pretty much every day. Harry Binswang has his own channel. And then the Iron Man Institute is putting out more uh, videos and more discussion stuff than ever before, uh, and then there are all kinds of, all the other objectivists, uh, amateur objectivists doing their own shows, so there's a bunch of people out there uh, uh, doing this, again, some of whom I don't agree with, but everybody out there promoting Ayn Rand to one extent to another, articulating a case, promoting the ideas, getting the word out there, this is going, this is a growing movement, and it's going to be growing faster and faster, It's going to hit exponential growth just like some of my one-minute videos did uh, because there's just so much massive content, and it's so important that we stay engaged with what is going on in the world, that we have an opinion about what is going on in the world, that we, we stake out a claim that is unique to what everybody else is doing because our moral code is unique, our epistemology is unique. You'd think our politics would be unique too, and indeed it is when properly understood, we're not conventional. We're unusual. And as people look around the world in somewhat of despair, then um, I hope they find us. And, and, and that's reason to be optimistic, because we're there. We have a presence. And of course, Ayn Rand continues to sell huge numbers of books. And, and her books are still being read in high schools, and are still part of high school English curricula. I mean, Institute distributed another four hundred thousand books last year, or something like that, and it just—it's just great. Yeah, we need objectivist citizen journalists. Absolutely, we need objectivist citizen. Fill in the blank. Physicists, educators—we have quite a few. We have schools now all over the country. You know, this is growing, and this we need to fill in the gaps. But we will. Rogan still hasn't been called an objectivist. He never will because he's not an objectivist. Now, will he ever interview an objectivist? That's a good question. We'll see. We'll see. That's a challenge you should put to Rogan. Michael says, it is an encouraging sign for American sense of life that no American state locked down during Omicron, while Canada, Australia, and many European countries did lock down. Yes. And indeed, I don't know if you've seen, but just in the last... Just today and yesterday, New York is completely opening up. Uh, no mask mandates, no vaccine mandates in restaurants and places like that. Uh, California is starting to open up. I think there's only one county that is going to stay. Is going to stay with mask mandates. Um, uh, Rhode Island or was it Connecticut? Connecticut, I think, was opening up. Wow, Connecticut of all places was opening up. Um, you know, and 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 if you go to Florida, it's as if COVID doesn't even exist. I mean, it's so open. So there's, there's absolutely, and then, of course, even Europe, with all, you know, with the horrible European sense of life, but the better places in Europe are opening up. Um, you know, uh, um, England, UK is opening up completely. Uh, Denmark is opening up completely. Uh, Sweden, we know, has been open basically the entire time. Norway is opening up. Finland's opening up. Spain is opening up. France is starting to. They just opened up disc attacks. So they're starting to loosen up. Germany's still controlled. Uh, uh, I think Austria still controlled. But I think within a month, that's all going to be open up. Better be because I'm visiting all those countries in a month. Um, by the way, if there's anybody listening from Europe um, that uh, would like me to come and speak to your group, uh, and you have a group and you, you, can, you can get 50 people together and, and put on an event, then let me know and we'll see if we can try and fit it into the schedule of one of my upcoming uh, trips. If you have money to pay me, even better. But even if you don't have money to pay me, um, and particularly if you're student groups, let me know. You're on at your onbookshow.com. Uh, w- we can probably fit you in on one of my upcoming trips. they are going to be at l- probably three trips to Europe in the next six months, next four months, five months. Um... All right, let's see. Other $20 questions. Da, 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 da. Andrew says, why do you think many young people are giving up on pursuing romantic love? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and it's, it's related to why I think people are having fewer kids. I think it's why I think people are having less sex. Even married people, even people in relationships seem to have less sex. Um, it's going to be the topic I'm going to be talking about on Saturday on this panel about sex, and I think it has to do with our topic today, about optimism. I think it's pessimism. I think we have raised generation after generation, now, I don't know, Gen Zs, Gen Xs, whatever, that are convinced the world is doomed. They somehow convince themselves that these are the worst of times, They somehow convince themselves that in 10 years, I mean, think about Greta. Greta's not interested in pleasure, sex, romantic relationships, values. She's obsessed with fear, she's dominated by fear. And the fear is crippling. Fear is debilitating. And as I said at the beginning of the show, uh, pessimism about the future shuts down action. And romantic love requires action. It requires positive action. It requires a belief in a future. It requires a belief in success, a belief in an ability to have an impact. It requires a sense of optimism, at least in your own life, about your own values. And that optimism is even sucked Drive from these kids. They don't have it. And that's why they don't have kids. You don't have kids if you think the world's going to end tomorrow. You don't have kids if you think life is miserable. And you don't have sex. It's not true that when people are miserable, they, they, they go towards hedonism. They don't. They go towards passivity. Pessimism breeds passivity. Action, almost all action, even in pursuit of pleasure, requires a certain positive view of the world, a certain positive view of being able to achieve values. And in a world of Greta's, that's impossible. You're mired in pessimism. So it's a great question relevant to the topic at hand because it, it illustrates this point of pessimism breeds inaction. Robert says, efficacy is sexy, yes. But sex is an expression of efficaciousness. Good sex. Healthy sex. It's a reflection of values and of a, a certain positivity about life. It's life-affirming. It's action-affirming. It's future-affirming. And when you don't believe in the future, and you don't believe in action, you don't believe in any of this, you know, sex is impossible. It's uninteresting. It's spiritually deflated. Um, where am I? Oh, I must have deleted that. Okay. Um, let's see. We're about two eighty. So we're looking for three twenty, three hundred twenty dollars to reach a goal. Hopefully, we can reach the goal, and we can... Um, usually, we do very well financially during the uh, Rules for Life shows. So, hopefully, today uh, is not different. So, just, just a reminder to everybody, if you can afford to, if you see value in it, uh, pitch in. Uh, and if there are any whales out there who can pitch in enough to really make a difference and to get us to the 600 goals, now is a great time to express that. That, that would be great. All right, let's see. Applejack815 says... You've influenced my life and happiness immensely. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's great. I'm really happy to have done that. And again, that, that right there is why I'm optimistic. Because I can still influence people's lives for the positive. I can still, people can still be happy. People can still be influenced. Have their values changed or or reinforced. And that's a sign we will win because then it's just a, number of, a matter of time and numbers. Yeah, Wanda Freeman says, uh, concentration camp inmates were not interested in sex. Yes. When, 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 when you're not, when you don't have a sense of being alive, when you're not efficacious about life, when you're not positive about a future, when you're not moving towards achievement, sex is, it's, it's hard even to think about sex. Sex is just not relevant. Sex is an expression of the wonder of life. But when life is not wonderful, really not wonderful, and, and, and that, I think, explains why people are not having sex. Ryan says, if you plot freedom from zero to a with zero being complete totalitarianism and 100 being laissez-faire capitalism, I argue that we live above 80, even with the status nature of the culture and politics. What do you think? I mean, I think we live, certainly we live above 60. And we probably live above 70. I'm not sure about 80. 80 80 is a pretty good grade. I'd, I'd give us a C. So I, I, I think we're at 70, right? But yes, I mean, you get to consume what you want to get to consume. We, we, we still have free speech, which is a big part of that 100. big part of liberty is free speech. And even though we're seeing a culture, cultural aversion to, point, to points of view people don't like, we still have free speech. I'm still doing this. The government has not shut me down. And even if YouTube shuts me down I still have the ability to produce, to create, to build, to make. Um, so yes, I think it's, I think it's um, but it's hard. It's so hard to tell because, they, you know, look there's certain areas in which we're much freer than we were 50 years ago. If you're gay much better to be alive now than 50 years ago. If you're a woman, much better to be alive now than 100 years ago. So, in certain areas, much better. Right? If you're a comedian, much better to be alive today than when Lenny Bruce was on stage and was constantly being arrested, taken to jail, bailed out, back to jail. That was an era where we had less... Free speech, where the government didn't allow you to say the word and to insult certain things. And I'm not even talking about 300 years ago, right? So, and the courts today are much more protective of free speech than they were in the past. So, in free speech, we're actually freer legally today than we were 50 years ago. Economically, Well, in some areas we're free and some areas we're less free. Taxes are lower today. Marginal taxes. There are fewer regulations back then than there are today, but in some areas there were fewer regulations back then, uh, there are fewer regulations today than there were back then. So overall, I think we're less free than 50 years ago, but it very much depends. If you're a woman and you care about abortion... Much better today than 50 years ago, but that might be going away. That's one where we're heading in the wrong direction, it seems. When was 50 years ago? Yeah, I think. 50 years ago was Roe versus Wade, exactly, so it's 52 years ago it was worse. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think you're right, Ryan. It, it's, it's not as bad as people would like to make it out. And this is why this is why I'm 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 not with the tankers, with the with the truckers. Sorry, because it's not so bad that you have to violate my rights to make your point. We're not so unfree that the only way to make your argument is by violating my rights. So, and that's my objective. I mean, if if we were truly an authoritarian state, or if we were at 50 or 40 or 30, then yeah, the, the things that you do when you don't have any choices. But I don't think we're there, as bad as things are right now. Let's see, where are we? Um, Yeah, K-Facts. I was pessimistic in my early adulthood and malevolent universe view. That view enabled me to default on opportunities that would have made me happier had I acted. Now I no longer fear the responsibility of my own happiness. Good for you. Good for you, and that's exactly the right attitude to have, and I think a lot of people have that. But this idea of no longer fear the responsibility of my own happiness is a great formulation, and I think... I think that fear cripples a lot of people, a lot of people. Um, Ian asks, the the scariest thing about inflation is that some of these idiots are pushing for price controls. That would be much worse. Yes, but I think there are enough sane voices that you're not going to get price controls in America. It's not going to happen. I mean, Elizabeth Warren Wants to break up companies in order to deal with with inflation, but she's just a, a opportunist. If you if you look at leftist economists, economists that worked under Biden are debunking what Elizabeth Warren has written. I was just I was just tweeting today this one economist, Jason Furham, who was a Biden uh, chief economic advisor, debunking Elizabeth Warren's nonsense. So uh, there are enough reasonable reasonably good reasonable economists out there i think who are going to prevent the worst things from happening kind of the the, the 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 things like price controls they've been tried we know exactly how they work richard nixon tried them remember republican price controls in uh, 1972 or three or whenever it was um it was pretty bad America survived, even that. Robert says, Robert Nayser, Robert Nayser, sorry, Robert Nayser says, Robert Nayser says, thank you for this important discussion. I'm all too aware of the temptation to get caught up in the news of the day to the detriment of working on our own values and ambitions. Success first, friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. Robert Nayser. I should say nay, sir. No, sir. Nay, sir. All right. We'll get it. Uh, Joao. I'm worried about the people who say he or she was once an objectivist and got over it. Usually they have no rational justification, just altruism and religious pressure. How do we reduce this trend? Well, we reduce it by providing more and more and more resources for objectivists to engage with the ideas we reduce it by creating objectivist communities uh, giving these oppo- objectivist opportunities to meet other people to discuss ideas with other people to discuss their doubts with other people to see successful objectivists be successful to see what it looks like to be a successful objectivist to see happy objectivists So, I I think it's by building a successful objectives community, a community of intellectuals, a community of students, a community of just people who are successful at living and modeling that. And people will look at that, and in spite of the pressure they get from the altruism and the mysticism, this will provide them with courage. And of course, again, the more we talk, the more YouTube channels there are, the more discussions there are, the more chats there are. the easier it is for people to integrate and understand these ideas. Um, Ginger says, last time you mentioned there was some awful objectivists out there. Yeah. What are the characteristics that you see in them that made you decide that? Oh, God. Um, I think there are some that, there's some people who, um, attracted to Ayn Rand in a sense of life level, never really understood their f- philosophy deeply. There's a bunch of people who call themselves objectivists out there who are really conservatives, but secular conservatives who have the, have, have, have the hero worship part of Ayn Rand and attracted to that. But then when push came to Slava, really just conservatives and uh, un- not focused on their own life, uh, focused, obsessed, completely with things outside of their control. Obsessed completely with with you know the, with their own shadows, with their own narcissism, if you will. So so there's there's a bunch of people like that. The people who um, are searching and searching and searching for something in life, and uh, objectivism is the latest crutch that they have. And they use it as a crutch, not as a true first-handed uh, way to live your life. Uh, they tend to be very second-handed. They tend to just uh, uh, mouth objectivism without really integrating it, really understanding it. And then there are, there are people who get maybe the philosophy but have psychological problems that they don't get, take care of and the psychology takes over. I mean, there are lots of ways to do that. Um, and the characteristics are irrationalism, in some cases power lust, and emotionalism. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say those are the characteristics. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you had a more specific question, but that's... Or, or just... There's another type of objectivist, and... and, and, and you know, sometimes these things work out and sometimes they don't. But an arrogance, an arrogance. They read Alice Shrugged, and the character they associate with most is John Galt. And they think they are John Galt from the moment they finish Alice Shrugged. They don't need to learn from anybody. They read Ayn Rand, they maybe listen to some Peacock lectures, and they know it all. They're done. They 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 have nothing to learn from anybody. They're the smartest people on the planet. They get it. They're the only ones who get it. Everybody else is a is a, sec, is a second-rated objectivist, and they know exactly what it is, and they're obnoxious. They're typically young, and they're p- typically super-rationalistic. That does a lot of harm, particularly among young objectivists when, when those characters are around. But look, most of them are not that. Yeah, I mean, Giles says a lot of successful people influenced by objectivism in Brazil, and that's true. Brazil is amazing when it comes to the influence of objectivism there. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to be able to visit Brazil later this year and, and, uh, and, and get to meet a lot of people and give a lot of talks there.
0: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do
1: Ali asks, Yvonne, how do you deal with being lonely? Not finding anyone matching your way of thoughts. My life is full of religious and progressives. Uh, you got to keep looking. You, you got to make it a, a focus. And part of that, I, I don't know where you live, Ali. You told me once, I, uh, but, uh, but I can't remember. But anyway, you, you've got to get out of the culture you live in. You've got to go searching. You got to go find the people that are the good people. And maybe that means flying to the U.S. and coming to Ocon, to the objectives conferences, spending a week or two there and, and making friends and, and figuring out if, if there are any people from wherever you live that, might, that, that you might be able to connect to, uh, or, or, or moving, or, you know, you got to get out of the environment you're in, if that's the circumstances, if the case is you're lonely, and everybody around you is religious or progressive. Then, then you got to find a way to break out of that, and 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 find the kind of people. You also have to realize that not in every aspect of your life do you need somebody who's perfect. Like you can have a, a friend that you love listening to music with, even if they are religious, or even if they're progressive. So you have to be able to find friends that you can share particular values, even if you don't share all values with. Uh, Linda Mansour asks, all my hopes to the goal fighting cancer. Thank you, truly. Um, I would like a show or better, a book based on your travels around the world. <laughs> a travelogue from an objectivist viewpoint would be great. I couldn't write a book like that. It's, I'm, not, you know, I'm not that kind of a writer. Um, it would have to be somebody who's very poetic, somebody who could really give it flair. Um, it's going to be tough. I'm going to try um, on this next trip to Europe. We'll see if I can pull it off, if I have the time, the energy, and the internet bandwidth from try to do like a short show you're on book show from every place I am and kind of just give you an update hey I am in um I mean oh there's Troy whoa Troy thank you as usual Troy gets us over the limit um but thank you Troy and hopefully you've been listening from the beginning of the show I think you'll enjoy this one about optimism I think you'll really benefit and enjoy it um but thank you, Troy. That's $500 trillion. So what I'm thinking is every stop that I make, in a sense, create the travelogue as I go along. So I'm going to be in Ghent. I'm speaking to some students in Ghent. So I figure after the talk in Ghent, I get on the thing, tell you about my train ride right to Ghent, tell you about the little, the city of Ghent, the university at Ghent, how the talk went, what the talk was about, how the student responded. And then that's it. Maybe it's half an hour, right? And then the next day, I'm in Amsterdam or in Berlin or in or in um, uh, where am I supposed to be? I, I, I don't know Paris. I'm giving a talk in Paris, and we could do it literally every day. at Tbilisi, and, and you know, in May I'm going to be in Tbilisi, and I'm going to be in Budapest. In in uh, maybe I'll do a show in Orban in Budapest, and then I, I'm going to be in um, in um, uh, Prague, and you know, and we could. There won't be one minute videos, but they'll be shorter Euron Brook shows because I won't have the energy to do two-hour shows. And you'll be able to get a flavor of what my traveling is like. I can tell you about the cramped airplanes and the train rides and the car rides and driving. and We'll see if you guys find that interesting. Yeah, where in the world is Euron Brook, we can call it. Um, and if you find it interesting, I'll keep doing that. And... and uh, as I travel around the world, we'll do that. I'm hoping that when I go to Brazil, we'll do the same thing in Brazil. That part of it depends on the bandwidth at the various um, at the various hotels, but hopefully we can at least get a a, a um, short show out uh, from all the different places. So um, you guys, you guys, will have to let me know if you like those shows. Good beer in Prague, yeah. And there's a bar in Prague run by an Objectivist who often listens to the show, so. Yeah, Prague's the place to be. All right. Um, okay, that was all the $20 questions. We've got a bunch of other questions now. So any future questions from now on? Uh, just make them $20. We've already reached our $600 goal. So thank you, Troy, and thank you to all of you for helping us reach that goal. That's uh, fantastic. Um, but uh, given that it's already late, um only $20 questions, and I'm going to try to go fat quickly over these uh, 5 and $10 questions. Brian asks, you convinced me last show by pointing out revolutionary rebels didn't have alternatives. Yes. They, who were they going to convince? Couldn't vote for anybody. They, they were not free. We're still free, as, as hard as it is to believe. And as limited as that freedom sometimes seems— We are still free, and and we can take retribution against the people who locked us up. We can vote them out of office. We voted Trump out of office. That was a good thing. So we still have that power. We still have that power. I know most of you didn't vote for Trump out of office, but the American people did. Michael asks, do you think Americans are rightly pushing back against police abuse, or is this anti-police rhetoric dangerous? I think it's a mixture. I mean, certainly defund the police and all that stuff is very dangerous and very bad. But is there a lot of police abuse? Yes. And, and I've talked about this. I talked about this a lot last year and the year before that in 2020. There is police abuse and police are not well trained. and Police are not in good shape and police, uh, you know, use lethal force too often. And they can't run down criminals because they're too fat. And not in shape I I, I can't believe some of the policemen I see out on the streets Riding motorcycles or walking the beat And you know they couldn't take on a criminal They're too out of shape They're too weak The standards of being a police Should be very similar to the standards of being in the military And if you're going to be in combat You're going to have to be in shape And if you're not in shape you shouldn't be in combat And if you're not in shape you shouldn't be on a beat You shouldn't be out in a patrol car You shouldn't be on a motorcycle Get a desk job so, yeah, I think there's a lot that the police need to be reformed and need to become better. But you don't do that by defunding them or by reducing, or, 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 or by not allowing them to go after criminals. You do it by training them properly and giving them the tools to be, to catch the criminals and, and 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 bring criminals to justice. Michael also asks, why aren't there... Any pockets of egoistic intellectuals that are dominant in at least one country or even city like a city in New Hampshire, Florida. I don't know. There's just not enough of us. Just a, a numbers issue. There's just not enough egoistic intellectuals. It's an unpopular philosophy. Oh, William asked a $20 question. Hi, Ron. Discovering your channel has helped shape my understanding of morality and will improve my life so much in the future. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited about that fact. From a truly authentic part of me, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I love these uh, comments and these stories when you share them with me. This is what makes me optimistic. It's one mind at a time. You don't change your culture. You change Joe, and you change William, and you change Michael, and you change Daniel, and lo and behold, the culture's changed. <laughs> Stephen, um Asks another $20 question. A truck protester confronted a CBC crew and accused them of complicity with the mandate of the mandate crew based on their coverage. Where is the line between complicity and just doing my job? Uh, P.S., optimistic Iran is the best Iran. Thank you. Um, well, complicity involves distortion, complicity involves lying complicity involves evading. So um, not telling the truth about lockdowns, not telling the truth about, um, uh, you know, the, 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 I don't know, the efficaciousness of the vaccines, because uh, you can be complicit on all kinds of sides of this. Uh, not telling the truth about the economic cost, the psychological cost of, 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 of everything that's been done around covid uh, not telling the truth about our politicians and 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 how uh, deceitful and how um, how uh, uh, hypocritical they are. so So the line is, are you really doing your job? And your job is to tell us about the news and and to tell us about all the news, not a self-selected piece of the news that makes the people in power look good, indeed a big chunk of the responsibility of the media, a big part of what the media is there for is to speak truth to power. It's to challenge the authorities. It's to reveal fraud. It's to reveal corruption. It's to reveal them pulling one over us. So, for example, when the, when the media went along with... um. The no lab leak. There's no way in hell it's a lab leak. When nobody could have known that. And the media had plenty of information to be able to know that at least it was a question. I still think it's a question. We still don't know. That's complicit. When when you're not doing your job. Anonymous user says, lots of love from Texas. Thanks, Anonymous user. I appreciate it. Uh, Jason Adams says, thanks for the great show. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, let's see. More questions. Uh, okay, we're back to the 5 to $10 questions. Um, Michael also asks, do most people not get on board with radical individualism because of altruism or because they think most people are too stupid to be let free? But why aren't they free? Uh, it's because of altruism, guys. It's because of the psychological cost of altruism. It's because they're cowards and because, because becoming a radical individualist. Somebody said this in a comment before. Requires them to take responsibility for their own happiness and people are afraid to do that. They don't think they have a moral right to do that. And they don't want the responsibility of doing that. They'd rather default on that responsibility. It's easier in some sixth sense. Ryan, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Michael says, do the intellectuals promoting altruism actually think it is a superior moral system that is good for the world, or is it really about fear of the human spirit and resentment? I think it's both, but I also think that they think it's the only moral system. They can't conceive of another one. They can't think of another one. They don't know that another one exists. And if they do, they evade it. For most people in the world Morality equals altruism Not there's morality And then there's altruism And there's a bunch of other things Morality is altruism There's just nothing else And you can see how they talk about morality It's always talked about What you do with others It's always about sacrifice It's always helping others That's morality What you do with yourself How you treat yourself They never conceive as an issue of morality That's just it That's just what you do That's some morality. Morality is altruism for them. Uh, Daniel um, writes, I who admired Fidel and Che Guevara Marxist views. Thank you, Iran, for unshackling me. Milton Friedman gave me the keys to my change. Iran broke it with an axe. (laughs) Thank you, Daniel. That's great. I like that axe-wielding. I need to show you guys one of my favorite sculpture. Me, one of my favorite sculptures, which is uh, the the sculpture of um, of uh, Spartacus. Uh, I'll, I'm going to do a show on art soon. And I'll, I'll show you a photo of the sculpture of Spartacus it, it, you, you reminded me because he's he's shattered he's shattered his shackles. He's broken the links. It's and he's got this magnificent expression. Just amazing. Um, Wow, Ryan, again, thank you. Ryan is doing a whole series of 149s. Uh, Pablo from Brazil, 100, um, I think that's 100 Rias. Uh, should a Nazi party be allowed to exist? Yes. Should be allowed to exist. We're not at a war with the Nazis right now. Um, it should be allowed to exist. Uh, should be allowed to have free speech. Yeah. The only reason you wouldn't allow a communist party to exist during the Cold War was because you were at war with, The communists. Are we still on? But now, that we're not at war with the Soviet Union, a communist party should be allowed to exist, as should a Nazi party. Liam, uh, $20. I don't think a Holocaust could ever happen again. Humanity wouldn't tolerate that level of barbarism at this point. Are you sure? I'm not sure. I'm not convinced of that at all. I mean... It, uh, we, we had a Holocaust 20 years ago in Rwanda, uh, the equivalent of. Um, nobody seemed to really care that much. Now you could say it's Africa, it's not in the West. Uh, look at what the Chinese are doing. Nobody seems to care that much, although it's not a Holocaust in the sense of mass slaughter. It is, it is pretty bad, though. Um, so, uh, yeah, I hope you're right, but I'm not convinced. I hope you're right. Uh, Let's see. And by the way, I don't think anybody in 1928, 29, 30, if you'd asked them, can you see a a state in which in Europe you have gas chambers and, and millions and millions of people butchered? If you'd asked them in 1930, if you'd asked them in 1890, if you'd asked them in 1850, they would have said no. And yet, just a few years later, they were doing it. Ryan says, I bought The Forgotten Man by, by Amity Schles. Thanks for the tip. Amazon delivered. And I also thank Bezos. Good for you. Enjoy the book. Uh, Yash asks uh, Ayn Rand lexicon, Malevolent Universe, is, quote, as the simplest empirical refutation of Dan metaphysics, observe the fortunes made by insurance companies. <laughs> How accurate is this? Is it an oversimplification? Um, no, it's the, it's the fact that more good stuff happens to bad stuff. That is the bad stuff, while well, you should buy insurance against it, is very unusual, right? You buy hurricane insurance, you're probably never gonna take the hurricane insurance out. Well, I've got life insurance, While I will die, by the time I die, the insurance will be gone, right? I I only took life insurance over a particular portion of my life where I thought it was important to have life insurance. You don't need life insurance your whole life. Certain portions that are important. And I didn't die. And of course, that's how the insurance makes money because most of the people don't die. Not during the life of the insurance, and, you know, conscience, most of the time, you don't have an accident. So, no, it's, 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 it's a certain way of looking at it, right? It's not oversimplification. Jason Adams writes, is there someone who you admire who went from too busy corporate to something smaller, i.e., from banker to restaurant? Tell us about them. Huh. Yeah, I'm. 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 I need. You know, I'm not. My memory doesn't work that well on things like this. Uh, I'm sure there is, but I can't remember right now. Sorry, sorry, Jason, I can't remember. Uh, Brandon asks, "What is the objectivist answer to Canadian government seizing millions donated to the truckers through Give Send Go?" Well, it's. You know, it's. There's a real challenge there, right? Because on the one hand, um, the seizing donated money, but you could make the argument that the money is facilitating illegal activity. And in that sense, it's, it's illegal. So if you're funding an illegal activity, then that money can be seized, right? If you can establish that the truckers are doing something illegal, then... It seems within the bounds of the law for the government to uh, take that because it's funding something illegal. Um, now, I'm not saying that's the case here and that's a justification, but it seems to me that you're challenged, right? And and if it's not legal, then, then hopefully people will sue give, send, go or sue the, the Canadian government. But, you know, the whole trucker thing is a difficult situation because on the one hand, we all sympathize with the idea of they're doing something, to the, 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 they're protesting something right in a sense that the, the protest is right. That is, the, 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 the goal is, the right, is right, get rid of all the mandates. But the method is wrong. The method is wrong, and, and, and that creates a conflict in our mind. We, we, want to, we want to be on the side of the truckers, but I'm not, for example. But I'm not. So, you know, if, if the, if the uh, action is a legal action, then the government is stealing. It's like civil forfeiture. It's theft. And we should argue against it. If what the truck is doing is illegal, then, then you're funding an illegal activity. I mean, maybe you think it's justified to fund the illegal activity. That's fine. But... The government is going to take the money if it's an illegal activity. That's just the reality of it. What are you going to argue against it? That we should not pay attention to the law, if that's the law, or we should try to change the law? So, I mean, what the truckers are doing creates real dilemmas and real conflicts. It's not easy and straightforward. Yeah, I mean, it's a question of due process. Wanda Freeman says, right, are they confiscating the money um, first? Where's the prosecution, right? Um, have, they, have they prosecuted the recipients of the money first? Uh, was a judge involved? Has it gone to court? So absolutely. I'm, I'm not saying that the confiscation is legal. I don't know what the laws are in Canada about this. But you'd think there'd be due process. There has to be due process. There has to be legal proceedings against the truckers to establish that what they're doing is illegal so that the funding of something illegal, well, how do you know it's illegal until you establish it's illegal by a judge? So, so yes, it's a complex issue, um, and it, it is an issue that the courts have to abide. Is there, is there, is there a, a judge... An injunction by a judge to take this money is there an injunction by a judge to release the money. Um, I mean, I mean, this all has to. And I don't know. I don't know the answer. to That I, I didn't know until somebody wrote it in the comments here. I didn't know that um, the money had been confiscated by the by the uh, Canadian government. I had heard that. I heard what happened with. Um, Uh, GoFundMe which um, but I did not I did not hear the Canadian government was taking the money all right um, Colt Savage I have many friends across the political spectrum the one thing that unifies them is pessimism in my own life I've always had a conflict with pessimism with object with objectivist help I've gotten the upper hand excellent Excellent. Yes, objectivism is an optimistic philosophy because it gives you the tools to shape your life, which is what you need. Uh, Kfax says, I've noticed pessimism in my peers too. How do I nudge them away from pessimism and into a more benevolent universe view uh, without being too preachy? Well, show them how much control they have over their own lives, how much... uh, Impact they can have over making their own lives, you know, reset their expectations from they have to change the world and they have to change politics and everything has to be, to they're going to live a good life. That's in their control. You know, set people's, expect- reset people's expectations to be within their control, to things that are within their control. Free trade uh, rights. Um, Should Olympians be morally condemned for legitimizing the CCP uh, Ugo genocide? Should the Olympics be restricted to only rights-respecting countries? Yes. The Olympics should be restricted to only rights-respecting countries. Uh, The Olympics should be... uh, I think any international collaboration, international event that requires collaboration should be restricted to rights-respecting countries. Now, we're so far away from that kind of foreign policy and that kind of attitude that I don't expect anybody to enforce that, but yes, I I, I think that, um, I don't think countries that are not rights-respecting countries should not be in the UN, they should not be in the World Health Organization, they should not be in the Olympic Committee, they should not be in the World Soccer Federation, they should not be in any of these places. I mean, next year, or I think it's next year, or two years from now, I think it's next year, they're going to have the World Cup in Qatar. Talk about a rights not disrespecting place. Uh, Almayer says they didn't actually seize. They pressured GoFundMe to net release the money, to the tr- not release the money to the truckers, and originally wanted GFM to donate it to other charities, and GFM refused, uh, and they're going to but no, but I think this is a different issue. This is not GoFundMe. This is the other entity that supposedly the, the, the Canadians have taken their money. But I don't know. I haven't read that. I don't know if that's true, and I don't know what the circumstances are. But I agree with Wanda Friedman that it's, it's a question of due process, and it's a question of the rule of law and whether there was any of that. And I don't know. I just don't know. Um, by the way, I, I consider what the China did to Hong Kong in some ways – even worse than what they're doing to the Uyghurs. So uh, there was a lot more to lose with Hong Kong. And uh, the fact that the world is silent on that, nobody is talking about that, nobody mentions it. They mention the Uyghurs, but they never mention Hong Kong, it tells you a lot about the world because it's, Hong Kong's the one place nobody wanted to emulate. And in many respects, maybe a lot of the statists around the world are relieved that the Chinese did what they did to Hong Kong and get that off their radar. There's are pessimistic things to say. All right, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Thank you. Uh, don't forget to like uh, before you leave. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to support the show. You can support it at youronbookshow.com slash support on Patreon and subscribe on on locals. Uh, and, of course, um, thank you to all the super chatters who made this a very, very lucrative, uh, lucrative uh, show, particularly to... Uh, um, uh, Troy and, and uh, to Troy Besam And, um, yeah, thanks to everybody. I am, uh, I need to, I need to get to sleep and, uh, I will see you all on Saturday. As I said, Saturday, I'm giving two lectures during the day. So we'll do the show at what was it going to be? 7 p.m. East Coast time. Bye everybody. See you on the weekend.